What's up, what's up, what's up? Dirt God Raven Mac here, welcoming you to the premiere installment of the Sports Ball 69. Sports Ball 69 is a football metaphysics podcast, and it comes at you with an un American appreciation for the sport of the world football. AKA soccer. Now I'm gonna do this thing seasonally in a season. This is season one. But my seasons are gonna go with the natural seasons. So we in the springtime. So this is your springtime 2019 season one episode of the Sports Ball 69. Each episode probably be about half an hour, I don't really know. We'll give a shout out to my man Boogie Brown, Working Man Records. That's my boy Boogie Brown, who puts together all these beats just in the background. I'm gonna try to do that throughout the history of this thing, but anybody that knows Dark God Raven that understands that. My attention goes all over the place. I'm a creative moth that flies after the brightest fire I see every day. I didn't grow up a soccer fan. Growing up American by birth, Southern by the grace of Allah, I was an American football fan. I lived in the regional footprint of the Washington football team. And as the 90s turned into the 2000s and Dan Snyder owned them, I realized that the combination of the concussions and the exploitation of the poor and the somewhat fascist bent of the NFL all gave me convenient excuses to give it up. But really what was up was Dan Snyder's much wealthier than I am and about the same age. So he was likely going to outlive me, which meant I was wasting my time caring about American football for the rest of my life. So I detached myself from what I was emotionally attached to up to that point and jumped into the world of world football. Now, I tend to be somebody who enjoys things from a trash cultural anthropological perspective. And there's really no better subject matter for that than world football, which I'll call football from now on. Because it's so layered and sedimented, and it's really all over the entire planet. It's an amazing phenomenon. The problem with American fans of soccer, football, world football, soccer, is... There's still that American mentality to a certain extent. This idea that America is an exceptional nation. And uh, complicating that fact is the fact that people who play soccer, there's a certain amount of money needed. It's a private school type thing. It takes a lot of money to be good at soccer in America the way it's organized. 
and it, it, the American soccer fan tends to have that American exceptionalist belief as well. And it's not so much America is bad at soccer, but it's just that we've never applied ourselves. I don't really believe that. I think it's a somewhat classist system in place. But I ain't really trying to get all into that. I'm just trying to let you know that the football metaphysics angle on this podcast is as un-American as I can make it. I mean, I love where I live. It's the only place I ever live. But I ain't no homer by no means. So what I figured I'd do is each season, we will go through a list of 69 football clubs. Maybe it's national team, maybe it's club teams. Likely it's gonna be clubs. At least it's first time it's clubs. And we're gonna use this as a means to just kind of cut into the sediment. Now I'm gonna do these lists of 69 each season, but I don't know how many episodes it's gonna be. I chose to go for the first season after the European Champions League because that's what people think of when they think of club football in this country at least. I mean, a lot of people follow Premier League because it's on NBC. But if you really become a soccer nerd in America, you down with the Champions League. That's like the big thing. So I figured I'd use that as our first sports ball 69. Now what I did, football metaphysics is like a deductive science about analyzing the world, utilizing universal magnetics and true dirt god style. It's not really about facts and data and the type of stuff that most people, I'm not gonna talk to you about numbers and how one dude doing this other thing somehow contributes to a higher coefficient for the percentage to turn out into this other way once you calculate it and combine and transfer for the euro and then filter it down through a Swiss bank account and back through FIFA headquarters and come to America after they're 35 years old. I ain't really trying to do all that. I try to keep it on that universal magnetic level. But what I did was, I took the last 17 years of the Champions League, and all I did was just straight up, how many matches did these clubs play? And I counted the qualifying rounds, because the original, the original spirit of the Champions League was just one club from each country one club from each domestic league, the champion, a true champions league. And that's changed over time. In fact, that's changed really badly over time to where this current season, you had like 90 teams competing for the final six spots in the group stage, whereas the other 26 spots in the group stage all came from a handful of countries. That's not really the one country one club Champions League spirit. So I decided to include the qualifying rounds as well. What this did was it gave me the list of matches played and I also decided to weight that for most recent years. The reason I did 17, very simple. That's how many syllables is in a haiku. It's a nice magic number, a prime number, 
a chill number. It's a one and a seven. Seven's a godly number. One could be you. You God. I don't know what you want to call it, but 17 is a very good number to go by. But I weighted it to be to the most recent year counting as more. That's how I came up with this metric of the top 69. Well, I wouldn't even say top, really. Let's just call it the 69. The sports ball 69 of European clubs over the last 17 years of the Champions League. Now, anybody who's playing soccer in this world, yeah, they want to do well for their national team, but they really want to play for a club and get paid. And the place you get paid is Europe. That's where it happens. And not even all of Europe. Mostly just a handful of countries. Just five nations. Italy, Germany, France, England, and Spain. Those are the big domestic leagues. And even within the context of that, Spain and England kind of pulling away from everybody else so they can get paid in Germany. And Italy still makes noise. We're going to go through the top 69 clubs in Europe, the sports ball 69, 1 through 69. I love them brown beats though. So let's get it started. Sports Ball 69, Spring 2019, under the metric of European Champions League. Club number one, Real Madrid. Now I gotta tell you, I did the cutoff for this after the quarterfinals or right before the quarterfinals so it counts the quarterfinals and Real Madrid is in first with that cutoff although now that they got knocked out early if Barcelona wins they gonna pass them Real Madrid not quite the same without Ronaldo but I'm kinda glad they don't got him anymore because I got this really fly ass bright pink training shirt that said RM across the front in big old letters. It was white and it was for Real Madrid, but you know, I'm Raven Mac, so I like to think it was for Raven Mac. Couldn't really rock it too much though because I'm kind of anti-Ronaldo, probably in ways I'm proud of and ways I'm not proud of. Um, but now that he's gone, I can probably rock that Real Madrid shirt as a Raven Mac top. Although my youngest child, whose initials are also RM, she already stole it from me. So, easy come, easy go, I guess. Sports Ball 69, number two, Barcelona. Barcelona and Real Madrid is kind of little bit head and shoulders above everybody else. Well, other than number three when we get to them. Um, Barcelona looking good this year. You know, Messi's dialed in. The thing about Messi, though, man, is it's like 
He's like the best player ever, yet he's haunted by failure demons because he can be good for Barcelona, but he'll never be that for Argentina and he'll never be Diego Maradona, like he never will. Even if he wins the next World Cup, which he won't, he won't be Maradona. Like, that's always gonna hover over him. He's not... He's the best ever, and yet not better than one other guy. I don't know how you do that. That's a complicated-ass failure demon that got a hold of him. Alright, Sportsball 69, number 3. Bayern Munich. They've been dominating things in Germany for a while now. Pep Guardiola left. Things was a little shaky beginning of this season. They wasn't beating the hell out of everybody like they normally do. It seems like they got it right now and they are beating the hell out of everybody. They got knocked out the Champions League already though, so we don't get to see them do anything for the rest of the year. I got crazy soccer channels, so I watch Bundesliga all the time in Spanish. I don't know why I told you that. That really ain't important. Paying $10 extra to watch soccer on my computer. That's ridiculous, man. Alright, Sportsball69, number four. Juventus. That's where your boy Ronaldo went. And unfortunately, it's like I'm cursed by garish soccer clothes from Ronaldo because my kid got me for Christmas this like I love GK I love GK tops like I love bright ugly colors with long sleeves that's my jam. I also do this Mr. Orange Heart character that's one of my thousand aliases. So my daughter got me. Um, Juventus orange goalkeeper jersey that's uh, pretty ugly I like it but it's also kind of a mock turtleneck style which was one strike against it it made me feel a little uncomfortable wearing it cause I ain't really into mock turtlenecks I don't really like mocking anything to be honest and then Ronaldo went to Juventus and that made it even worse cause I just like I said I'm, I'm anti-Ronaldo, like, he's far from a dirt god, he's, he's a real god, but not really, you know, whatever though, Sportsball 69, number 5, Porto, club from Portugal, how the hell a club that ain't from one of the big five countries get this high, well there's always a couple clubs that qualify go through like maybe a couple qualifying rounds, sneak through the group stage. Porto's been that club. They're one of the top clubs in Portugal. Sports Ball 69, number six. And number last in your heart, Manchester United. Man, oh man, do I hate Manchester United. Hate them with a passion. Seeing Marino go and seeing them suck, that was so glorious. And it's 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 rough because I kind of like Paul Pogba to be honest. Like I enjoy him, but I can't enjoy him while he plays for them. 
because I have to see them fail. There's a certain caliber of soccer fan that loves Manchester United. It's like being a Yankees fan for baseball or a Lakers fan in basketball or a Cowboys fan. I guess Patriots now, but Cowboys are Patriots in football. American football, game of the egg football. And it's like you're picking the easiest thing possible to root for. You're picking the one that's won like half of the championships. And at the same time, it's kind of stupid because what glory is there in picking some shitty team to root for that you struggle with and suffer with? Why don't you just pick the best team? You know, I, I went for Swansea when I started following the Premier League and they got bought by American dudes, which I feel like is my fault, to be honest, because I started rooting for them and put my medical physical powers into them, which drew attention to them here in America. So a dude that was part owner of DC United, which is only two hours away from me, ends up buying them. So I ruined Swansea City. Why don't I jump to another team? I could go root for Liverpool or something, but I feel obligated to stick with the team I chose. That's kind of stupid, like I'm not even from there. Sports Ball 69, Club Number 7, Arsenal. I remember reading Bill Simmons that, um, sports nerd dude online writing about Arsenal and how he chose them to be his team. And first of all, it kind of disgusts me I even mentioned that dude and I could maybe be tacitly associated with American dudes who are kind of getting into soccer and picking things. So let me recalibrate myself real quick. This is an un-American soccer podcast. Fuck Bill Simmons. Fuck the Premier League, to be honest. And fuck Arsenal. I know some people that like Arsenal, and I don't really know why they like Arsenal. I think it's just kind of a hip thing. Dude I was roommates with in college is actually an Arsenal fan. He actually thinks it's funny I like soccer now, because he liked it back then, and I hated it because I was a rural southern asshole. I do know when I look at them clearance sites for some of the ugly soccer jerseys and all, Arsenal got that black with like the bright red trim. It looks tight, but I just can't bring myself to get Arsenal gear because I see some asshole at least once a week is wearing Arsenal gear. Ain't the type of person I want to be associated with. And then again, I do know some people that I care about in America that like Arsenal, so I should probably let it slide. Sports Ball 69, club number 8. Another Premier League entry, Chelsea. I don't really have no positive or negative feelings about Chelsea. I kind of hate uniforms of the blue. Seems kind of boring. But I got a boy from here that's kind of a wild man. He's always been a Chelsea fan, so... I kind of just put them in that hardcore neutrality zone because my boy Benji likes them, so I ain't going to talk too much trash about them, especially since they're not a dominant club. But I also ain't really going to be about them either. 
Speaking of boys being about a club, Sports Ball 69, club number 9, Celtic from the Scottish Premiership. I got a boy who's been kind of helping me develop my football metaphysics over the years. He lives in Richmond. He's a hardcore Celtic fan. He's also a hardcore Appalachian hardhead. I think there's a lot of crossover that could happen amongst. Well, I don't know, man. Football fan dumb fanaticism, intellectual hooliganism, it's definitely a lowbrow intelligentsia type culture that I think would speak well to the type of misfits and malcontents that mountain culture in America and rural culture produces. But we're so brainwashed into football. American football and smashing our heads together and like that being what a real man does that soccer's not seen as a real man's sport and when you see a lot of soccer players here like at the high school level that can kind of be true because it tends to be a sport of the affluent in America and that's why it's probably not ever going to be as successful as people will lead you to believe because it is a game of the affluent here and um let's be honest man the affluent don't go all out like you got to be kind of hopeless and not have anything to really go balls out and play something hardcore i think in the context of america with my boy who likes Celtic, we've always put it in terms of Clint Dempsey versus Landon Donovan. Like Clint Dempsey was a trailer park kid, listened to DJ Screw, loved screwed and chop music, ended up being successful. And he also has those like the strikers cutthroat murder eyes that only like to be honest people from lesser backgrounds can get just this cold-blooded murder stare that you get um and donovan's like a frat bro man look like dave matthews band on the soccer field so i don't even get why people like Landon donovan like people are proud of that dude and, and i don't understand that at all like anybody who says that's the greatest american soccer player ever that makes me think damn i don't want nothing to do with the american team if that's the best if that's what you're aspiring to is Landon donovan and yo he's part owner of swansea that's the team i took up and now Landon donovan's part owner that's fucked up. Anyways, Celtic gets into the group stage about every other year. Very rarely do they make it past the group stage in the Champions League, though they did win the, the continental version of the Champions League back in the day. And they pretty consistently are one of those top clubs that's not from the major five nations. But it's got to be weird to be a team like Celtic playing in Scottish Premiership 
they got a hardcore blood rival in Rangers. And that's it. The rest of the league is not even close to them. And to be honest, Rangers is not even close to them. And because they have to play in the qualifying stages of, of the um, Champions League, we're going to finish the Champions League this season in May. And they're going to start having qualifying matches like the first week of July. Celtics are already having qualifying matches and like teams in England and Germany and Spain. They on summer break. This is going to be like the Gold Cup going on in the African Cup of Nations. And Celtics having matches that not only count, build up to maybe their most important part of the season, which is getting to the group stage. It's a weird existence, and a lot of times you hear people talking about Celtic and Rangers coming into the English football system. And my boy's excited about that. He hopes that happens, but it seems odd to me that you would want to, because Celtic is a very leftist-type team in its philosophy. Um, their supporters get in trouble for, like, holding up banners for Palestine, all types of things. They always get in trouble. It seems weird you would want to be assimilated into the English system in order to get paid. And according to what people say, Celtic, if they did get absorbed into it, the culture of the team and the support they get internationally would make them one of the top teams. Like, they would probably be equivalent to the big six maybe if they went to the premier league and had premier league money but you're also losing that scottish identity and becoming part of the english system i don't know man football is complicated as fuck sports ball 69 club 10 benfica that's another portuguese club Benfica, 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 I don't know how to say it man, I'm public school educated in the world south of America, I'm gonna do the best I can, but I'll be honest, I'm gonna make all types of words over here, somebody probably gonna look down on me and say, well you should look this up, but you should sound it out, well look man, I work with Hispanic people, I work with immigrants in construction. I don't really give a fuck if I pronounce it right according to the textbook. Anyways. Anyways. Sports Ball 69, club number 11. Shock Tart Donuts. The Shakhtar Donex is one of the top clubs, probably the top club in the Ukraine. The weird thing about them is their top club, very wealthy club owned by, uh, by an oligarch, but it's in the eastern part of the Ukraine. So the last few years, they haven't even played where they're from because they've had to move to a different city. 
thing I like about him is the crest. It says wax tap. I always think that's nice. Two sledgehammers and it says wax tap. Wax tap. Sports ball 69. Forgive me if I say ignorant stuff, man. I ain't really got nothing important to say anyways. This is just a podcast, and I don't really respect podcasts. And it's a soccer podcast, and I don't really respect people pretending they know something about something to some serious extent that they should have a podcast and talk to you like a telephone conversation instead of sitting in the backyard at a picnic table talking about it. And on top of that, I'm an American doing a podcast, and Americans talking about soccer is like the most insufferable nonsense ever. So I have to recalibrate myself again and remind myself this is an un-American soccer podcast, an un-American football podcast about football metaphysics. I'm mostly drug-free now. Ideally, I'd take some cough syrup and really get into the mode for this, but, you know, you get older, you gotta slow down. Sports Ball 69, club number 12. I don't know how you say this. It's um, Borisov is the name, B-A-T-E, Borisov. This is another club that goes through the qualifying rounds of the Champions League but has actually made the group stage a couple times the last couple of years. They've um, been a powerhouse in recent times. They're a Belarusian club and another club owned sort of by a company. Yeah, Borisov Automobile and Tractor Electronics. I just had to consult my interior robot. That's what the BAT is for. So like all these Eastern European clubs, really clubs around the world, their origins was for like working class people and factories. Although in a lot of cities, major rivalries, you tend to have this split between a club that was for the bourgeoisie and a club that was for the working people. B-A-T-E Borisov is just a Belarusian club, and I don't know if you know anything about Belarus, but it's a, um, it's a country that is sort of, it's an oppressive country still in Eastern Europe, and if you look at the Google Maps overhead satellite picture of the, um, stadium, Borisov Arena that they play in, it's like this giant beautiful silver husk of a stadium at the edge of the city that you can tell all the money from the city must have just went to this one arena that being said even as the most powerful amazing wealthy supported club in this country capacity of stadiums only like 13,000 sports ball 69 club number 13 club number 13 is Atletico Madrid another Spanish club 
Just like the third wheel there in Spain behind Real Madrid and Barcelona. They wear them red and white striped jams that you see. They tend to be fairly successful and stay in the mix of things. In fact, it looked like they was going to upset Juventus there after the first leg of the last round. But uh, my man Ronaldo came too strong. <clears throat> no, I mean, UEFA let him come too strong. And uh, Atletico Madrid got eliminated. Sports Ball 69, club number 14. This is an interesting one on the football metaphysics. Because this is a club that... Uh, Yugoslavian soccer is something that I've read about extensively in club number 14 by the metric that we using is um, Dynamo Zagreb. They're like the top club in Croatia. In fact, their crest has the Croatian checkerboard thing. Um, they're also well known because during the time of the Yugoslav League, it was actually a riot that happened when um, Croatian and Serbian tensions started to rise in what was once Yugoslavia after Tito died. There was a big time derby between Dynamo Zagreb and Red Star Belgrade and it happened in Zagreb and there was a riot that took place because um, people was fighting, supporters had come in trying to fight, Cops being kind of wild. Cops were known for being Serbian at that time, but this was a Croatian city, so the fans were getting upset in the home stadium. People started rushing the field. Cops were wilding out, beating on people. And there was this dude that was captain for the Dynamo Zagreb team, Boban. My man Boban came running up to a cop who was beating on um, supporter who had come on the field and Boban kicked the cop right there and he's been seen as a hero for Croatia ever since and that match was seen as one of the triggering points that started the ethnic tension that ended up creating the dissolution of Yugoslavia I done ran out of beat I'd like to talk more about Yugoslavia, but I ran out of beat. Um, European continental competitions to this point, they have to be careful about which former Yugoslav clubs are matched up against each other. Um, we saw that in the World Cup, actually, when Albania and Croatia, was it? No, nah, it was dude, the former... Um, Kosovar dude who played for Austria, I think it was, or Switzerland, was flashing the double eagles of Albania. Uh, Yugoslavian temperaments between all those ethnicities is just wild, y'all. So all I did was 14 clubs so far, but I didn't hit the half hour mark and I ran out of music, so I'm going to shut it down for this first episode of season one of the Sports Ball 69. My name is Raven Mac the Dirt God. This is an un-American 
Football Metaphysics Podcast. And when we come back next time, I'm going to pick up right where we left off of club number 15. Y'all check out Working Man Records. That's when my boy Boogie Brown made these tracks. Y'all check out my Patreon, Raven Mac. That's what this soccer podcast, football podcast kind of came from. Y'all look me up, Raven Mac, the Dirt God. I'm online. I'll catch y'all next time. Salam.